At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's flashback week on Hysteria 51. Monday through Friday this week the Meat Sacks are releasing one of their favorite past episodes of the show. On Friday there will be a post where you can vote for your favorite episode of the week. One person who voted will be picked at random for a prize pack so make sure to hop on Hysteria Nation if you like crap from shitty podcasts. I hope you lose. And now, on with the show. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? crazy. This hysteria... Can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't do a ton of photo shoots. But when we do, they're in the UK and they generally involve a spaceman. This is Hysteria 51. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts and captains on this journey to the stars. I'm John Goforth, and this is Brent Hand. Thanks, John. I am excited for today's episode. It's all about a single photograph, and I like to think of myself as a bit of a photography buff, if I I do say so myself. As long as we don't have to see a photo of you in the buff, I'm good. (laughs) Have to or want to. I mean, maybe we should take a poll. Hysteria Nation. I mean, you guys do live together. Uh, anyway, that other voice you are hearing is the third host of this show and the only one with a camera actually built into his body, which I got to say, I mean, you know, as far as upgrades go, I'm a little jealous of. He is the one, the only conspiracy bot. Jealousy is understandable in any context when you speak to me. Would you like to kiss my pincer? No, no, nobody wants to kiss any part of you. See, I, I built Seabon in my lab to help write and produce the show, and instead he drinks all day and occasionally takes nude photos of himself as a robot. However, that I, and I say, by the way, I say I'm I'm jealous. Like I'm talking about like you know uh, the future where we all get augmentation of some type, like the six million dollar man, but you know real. I don't want any of his and. In- like augmentation i just want the sound when he did stuff <laughs> brent what are you doing i'm peeing baby <laughs> don't you every now and then though like forget that you're not on a device and you you're like watching a movie just on tv or something and you're like you're like can i capture the screen here and and search who that actor is oh wait no these are my eyes it doesn't work that way <laughs> my wife and i have found the ultimate use for alexa is Alexa, how tall is insert person? Like that is what, for whatever reason that is the thing that we care about more than anything in the world. We do, we do the same thing with how old they are. Yeah, well, that that's the next one. That's always the follow. Then it always says, "Would you like to know their their um you know worth or their net worth or whatever?" And ninety nine percent of the time it's no, but every once in a while I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, hit me with it." Oh, I hate those random questions. It's like, oh, you asked what the ingredients in McDonald's French fries are. Would you like to know the average temperature in the Amazon? <laughs> what? What? 
what the fuck are you talking about? anyway all right uh, you know here, here's the here's the thing uh we were talking about Seabot mm-hmm. uh, taking nudes of himself mm-hmm. i i do think that it doesn't actually come across as creepy as it sounds it would if we did it but most of the time, folks, he he DMs those pictures to right back, and and they just they're just curious what's wrong with the uh, the '90s computer, you know, the 486, and and why there's a toaster on top. Well, and he did also send his butthole to the entire world at one point in time. So, yeah. which again, they were they no one knew what that was. Right? Uh, yeah. Lies. All lies. The moment I slide on into your DMs is a religious experience. <laughs> if by religious you mean they they scream, "Oh God, no, no!" Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's exactly what it means. By the way, where's Kyle, guys? I haven't heard or seen him at all. You know, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen him since we got back from our little trip to the... Uh... Cheese muffins. <laughs> asking you shall receive. That other robot voice you're hearing, who apparently comes loaded with a laugh track now, is Conspiracy Bot's robot creation slash minion, Kyle. He also makes a helicopter of Joe. That... That's actually true. But Kyle, I where'd the laugh track come from? What's a laugh track? Track, track, track. Do you mean my friends I take with me? They think I'm so funny. Funny. Looking. Looking funny. Farts are funny. You're a fart smeller. I'm a smart feller. <laughs> See, but I feel like you had something to do with this. We all need friends. I just installed his from bad 90s sitcoms. <laughs> that that tracks it does anyway brent we're talking about a photograph tonight so i thought it might be a good time to talk through our favorite photos related to space when i say favorite i mean you know we there's all there's always classic photos that you you know the photos over the ages of uh you know there's the one on 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 victory day uh after world war ii of mm-hmm. the sailor uh, um, uh, kissing the, kissing the, the woman yeah. yeah the nurse and and so many other uh, uh just kind of uh, there, there's also awful photos like the um you know the uh the monk that burned himself alive right, in right. protest and uh but specifically i'm asking here what your favorite photo is uh that's kind of come from space i, I guess from, it would be uh, it's not i'm gonna not say one but just any of all the fake photos of earth where they show it from space because one we can't go to space two it always shows it as a ball or a globe which we all know is fake so they put a lot of and they're all composites so they put a lot of <laughs> of time effort and literal man hours into faking those photos so i, I gotta give some shout outs to those <laughs> Uh, that is one of my favorite that is one of my favorite uh flat earth arguments yeah. <laughs> you say you, you talk about the well they, they they literally say it was photoshopped or, or or cg'd in like the in the 60s um and you say well how was that how was that done and it's just like well you, you i'll tell you how satan satan, well, satan. you yeah. start saying that and then they go you know but it's also it's the explanation for everything that we can't understand it's like well the government has technology that is just years ahead of your well guess what okay perfect segue right there to my actual favorite because you said technology and things we just can't understand i think my favorite space photo is the one where they took the hubble and they pointed it at the uh what they thought was the darkest point in space with no light and they let it sit for i don't know how long and there's literally like millions of galaxies that they're just like, oh, okay, cool. Had is no that, that now, is that different than 
No, that is different. Yeah, there, there was another really famous Hubble photo, the Pillars of God. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was, uh, I think that w- they uh, it like light years big, mm-hmm. and it's it's like the beginning of a star system forming or something. I also really like um, the the one that is the Horsehead Nebula. I like that photo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Is um, it funny? You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and these aren't things like you go out. They're just so famous. I, I was about to say, I, it's not, uh, I don't think from, from doing the show for God, what feels like an eternity, uh, but is probably more like three and a half years. I know of that. I think I just know of that from being yeah, in like, that's what uh, I'm saying. Like, yeah, like society. It, mm-hmm, exactly. Do you have uh, one? My f- uh, do I have a favorite? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a little closer to home. Uh, still, still further away from home. I like the man on the moon photo. Um, like, like just the classic, uh, you know, you can see the, the John, photo taker. John, in- John, John, John. That was a smudge. That was just a smudge. <laughs> and uh, you've ruined enough lives because of it. So uh, no one's, everyone's like, what are you talking about? Go watch Rick and Morty. You'll get it. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Luna was a petter ass. I'm just saying that. Was a petter ass. He was. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, the man on the moon. Yeah. Well, no, they they had just gotten to the moon, and you know you you can you can see his reflection in the visor of the other guy. And then they argue over what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I. I don't know. I just I just think that photo is so. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking Fake. for? I, I, uh, Staged. Uh, staged that's 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 the exact word all right enough of this crap brent let's get to the photo of the day the solway firth photograph the solway firth spaceman in a photograph yeah well i gotta tell you man you were you were you were spot on with your last one or your pick which was the spaceman in a picture because ah that's what we're talking about like you said it's got a lot of names you pricks didn't ask me my favorite oh yeah Uh, okay what's your favorite the Hindenburg disaster pick. That's not even in, in space. It's literally not. I mean, it, I don't even know why I'm laughing at that. Close enough and meet Sachs died. Win win. <laughs> I guess enough time has went by that we could just let him say that. Yeah, I, I don't I'm too soon. I don't know. Anyway, let, <laughs> unplug him or something. Yeah, right. um, yeah. All right, so back to the topic at hand. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about a spaceman and every good alien time traveler or interdimensional being story starts with a walk all the good ones at least or a death don't forget stories that begin with a death uh i think i'm gonna actually unplug him like you said <laughs> literally do it yeah <laughs> so this week is exciting john because we're talking about one of literally the most scrutinized Fortean photos of the last half century and if you want to look it up the most common name is the Solway Firth Spaceman. It's also been called the Solway Spaceman, the Cumberland Spaceman. And uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's the most common. It's also part um, of uh, this week's art uh, for the episode. And if you go to our website, you can look it up or probably wherever you're listening to this. You can get a pretty good idea of what's going on. But what is it? John, if you're not familiar, it's ostensibly the picture taker's daughter out on a nice walk with the family. She's posing with wildflowers. It's actually sweet, uh, or at least that portion of it is. It's sweet if you don't look past that. 
Don't look past that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, if you look a little closer, or you actually don't have to look close at all, you'll notice another figure in the background. It's a it's a figure that appears to be, um, at face value, a spaceman of some type, or at least what we would understand a humanoid figure in a getup reminiscent of a, sp- uh, of a sci-fi astronaut suit. Right. Well, or a realistic astronaut suit. I mean, <laughs> like... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it was just a little less bulky than what astronaut suits were uh, of the day. It's pronounced SpaceX. And they oh. wear them less bulky now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and also the the figure in the the photo, the photographer claims wasn't there when he took the picture, or was invisible. Was invisible, maybe. No, mm. that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll get there, and we're gonna explain all that. But let's first go over the GoFopedia, the backstory on how this happened before we kind of break down what it could or couldn't be. And if this is a spaceman or interdimensional traveler or, uh, yeah, a smudge on the camera lens, like, uh, Mr. Morty saw. So, and don't forget, uh, gofopedia.com will get you directly to hysteria 51.com still. <laughs> I know. Cause I just paid the renewal fee. <laughs> so this story starts with Jen Templeton and he's a fireman in Carlisle, England. The year 1964. And uh, if you remember back, the world was in color then. We had made the black and white to color switch by then <laughs> on Earth. So that was good. And Jim decides to take his family for a walk and test out his new Kodak camera that was also in colors. He loved the nice bright colors. The greens of summer. No Kodachrome. So, not, so no. it's, yeah, stop it. Um I, I do find it interesting. This story, if I didn't know better, would feel like a viral marketing campaign for Kodak because, <laughs> man, no matter what research you do and which story you read, they mention the name Kodak about 1,500 times in each one of them. And you're going to get the part where Kodak's like, fuck you, prove us wrong, I'll pay you. Come at me. Yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> then it, tur- it turns into a contest. Yeah. yeah and we'll get there. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Let's talk about where they go. Yeah. So they head over to an area called... Bergmarsh, and they get to posing. Is that Berg? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, at least I believe it is. Yes. Uh, no, I said Bergmarsh. Uh, you guys know that we pronounce stuff like shit. So if we are wrong, you can let us know. But uh, yeah, part of British our listeners, charm. chime in. I'm sure you will. Yeah. You always do. And there are three of them going. It's Jim, his five year old daughter Elizabeth, who is in the foreground of said photo, and his right. wife Annie. And uh, once they get to the marsh, Jim notes that there are, as he said, two retirees in their car, and that's not... I think his exact it. quote was was two pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what they call retirees right. in, in the UK. Um, and that's and, and it's important to note that what, he's, what, what this is obviously pointing to is who could have been in the shot. Right. Right. And what he's saying is a couple old people in their car... That's it. No one else. Yeah, no one else was there. They were there for a long time. So they knew who was in and out. And uh, for all of you that are kind of going, what? Like Bergmarsh is sort of overlooks the Solway Firth in Cambria. That's where it gets his name. And if you are not from the UK or other areas, uh, a Firth is what the British call. I guess you would call it like a fjord or a water inlet. So the Solway Firth is a firth that that forms part of the border between England and Scotland, and it's also part of the Irish Sea. And uh, yeah, we would call those uh, like inlets here. Is that what we would call it? I, uh, yeah, I, I we mean, don't call them water in, like like uh, I, it's kind of like one of those. 
it's one of those colloquialisms yeah. that uh, we probably would call it something different in different parts of the states as well. Yeah, uh, just like I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, not a like sound. Uh, it's not a you know, it's not a river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the closest thing I could call in research was a fjord. Yeah, that, that's that's what everyone seems to agree. Uh, so it's like a fjord. Yeah, well, it reminds me a lot of Hirgen Kirgen from the Fjorgen Fjord outside of Mjorgen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what was that? Uh, um. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Uh, Bill and her Wayne's World. Wayne's World. God, I took my dum dum pills this morning. Uh, I just lost my Chicago <laughs> street cred from. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I- never, never step foot in Aurora uh, again. Right? No shit. Anyway, now they kind of get the an idea of the setting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know where we are, and 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 Jim and his family are having a lovely day on the marsh when. Jim suggests to his daughter that she gather up some wildflowers and pose for a few pictures so uh, he can test out that new Kodak. You run around and gather up some flowers over there while your mom and I have a conversation. Don't look over here. You're going to hear some noises. <laughs> we're just working with a new camera. That that didn't happen. You read that the, didn't happen. You were on a different angel fireside than I. That's all. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but according to Jim, he did take three photos, three that, pictures of Elizabeth. That's, that's funny that you say that, too, because think about that. He took three photos because they're taking him on actual camera. Now we would take thirty six hundred photos and then never go look at them again. Oh, my God. My uh, my wife was going through my photos the other day in my phone, which is always a disquieting experience. You're like, what did I leave in there <laughs> uh, from a number of years ago looking for a specific photograph? And. Um, she goes, oh, my God, in 2016, you only took 257 photographs. Um, and, and I'm like, well, that seems like that seems excessive. Uh, and, but her point was that seems like such a small amount. I mean, that's right. so well, no, like, can you imagine having taken 250 pictures, uh, you know, in the 80s? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Just, the, so just developing cost. Well, that, that that's the point. Like, he only did three of them. And remember, this is a 60, 64 specifically. So you don't get to see these photos instantaneously. And very much not instantaneously because they probably weren't even going to one hours. And I don't know when that became a thing. I might be talking out of my ass there. They also didn't have electricity yet. Don't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's part of the black and white color switch. I think that's that's when we got it. So he's wrong. <laughs> But what is true is it could take a week to get pictures developed. So, so it takes a week week when we were in college. Remember that? If you didn't, no, that's true. Take it, yeah, at Walgreens. Um, the the next week, Jim heads over to a photo developer, uh, affectionately referred to as a chemist in the UK. By the way, Brent. Wow, that's weird. Uh, and and he takes a look, and this is the part of the story that hits the proverbial record scratch. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, chemist points out to Jim. That someone or something ruined what he believed to be the best shot of all the bunch. And he's like, there's a spaceman in the background. And I like to think to myself that Jim immediately said, what the fuck are you doing looking at my pics? There could be dick pics in there, Nigel or Sebastian or whatever British sounding name he went by. (laughs) (laughs) But, But alas, dear listener, there were no dick pics, but instead a spaceman in the picture yeah, or, or so it seems it but seemed, yeah. yeah so jim not being a you know uh, one to just go yeah it's just a spaceman he took it to the police in carlisle who declared that there was nothing out of the ordinary 
Uh, you know, he's like, we see space meeting photographs all the time. That's for true. Now off with you before I pop you in the seventh entrance. That was my. Uh, actually, let me redo that. <laughs> we see space meeting photographs all the time. Thank you. Yeah. Are you from Shire? Thank you. That, that get to the real accent. And, <laughs> and by the way, I mean, I just want to stop there for a second. I know that we've covered a lot of topics over the years where authorities have not exactly been as reactive as they should have been to the story they were presented. But what the fuck do you do if somebody brings in a photo and says, look, this guy photobombed me? <laughs> yeah. So before the word photobomb was ever a thing in my vocabulary, we called it Cusacking because in I can't remember if it was one crazy summer or what it was. Anyway, uh, he wants to get a picture with a girl. So he's like walking behind her and they're taking photos and he'll like jump up behind her and, and photobomb her. And I was like, so we called it Cusacking. <laughs> <laughs> I still like that term better than photobombing, but that's true. I, I, I do too, actually. I do too. And we'll, we'll, we'll try to adopt it here on Hysteria 51. Uh, and, and if you didn't listen to this episode, boy, you're going to be confused. And I also have a buddy who got in a fist fight with John Cusack. So that's fun, but that's a different story. So. A buddy, quote unquote. Yeah, my, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, the cops didn't help, but Jim was not done. He decided to go to the experts. Yeah, literally the experts. The experts. Kodak. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and they said, they, they, but now what Kodak took him more seriously, but they did confirm it was not altered in any way. And then they, they put their money where the mouth was. They offered a reward to anyone who could prove the photo was faked. It was never claimed. The reward was free film for a year. I need some of that sweet, sweet cheddar. Why do you need free film? I mean, who even uses film nowadays? It, well, wait a second. It's flammable, isn't it? Don't worry, your exact opposite of a pretty little head with it. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> anyway, so this set off, literally, though, this set off this big media frenzy and even a potential visit from the men in black. And could it be tied to the 9-11 tragedy? We'll explain all of that now. We're going to talk about all that next. I don't know if we're going to explain <laughs> it, but we are going to mention those things. Coming up on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available. 
for any trips you need language in life, you need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else, somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ah, John, like all good mysteries, this one deepens. It does. So we've got an intergalactic photobomb on our hands, but no no clue. Stop. We've got an intergalactic Cusacking that just went on. We've got an intergalactic Cusacking on our hands, (laughs) but no clue as to who is in the picture or what is really happening. Or interdimensional, don't pigeonhole the guy. Or girl. Wow, well, man, looking at me. He's covering all the bases. He's he's being inclusive. Yeah, I don't know. I, what ha- what's happening right now? <laughs> but just because of all that being said, that didn't stop the ensuing media frenzy that we talked about. Uh, the local paper, the Cumberland News Picune, it wasn't a Picune, but they did pick up the story, <laughs> as did the Daily Mail and the Express. Uh, the Express, it's a fine periodical. I'll say that myself. <laughs> um, they talk about podcasts that are mm, just tasty tasty shows john don't you think so i i couldn't agree more i mean uh if if you want a good example of that i would just maybe google the express and hysteria 51 see what that got you so anyway as a result of the media attention from just the local stuff jim started getting letters from people everywhere and like people like to do they give their take on who or what was in the photo and Some folks thought that maybe his daughter had some sort of psychic abilities because that is the logical jump when you see something like that. Of course. Yeah. In fact, a local professor from a private school was consulted and Chuck said, nope, she's just a normie. I think that was an X-Men joke, John. He's all over the map today. I'm not saying it was a good one, but I think it was an X-Men joke. So, uh, so Brent, the same time that this is going on, the story also takes on a life of its own in the media, not just locally, as you mentioned, but worldwide. Right. Um, And and a bunch of other uh, uh, suggestions came in, like there might have been a spirit in the photograph. Uh, Spirit photography. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah. But then the most interesting one of the time comes in, and it's, it's from, let's call him, the Australian. Yeah. He probably had a name like Chip. I don't know what Australians call themselves. I'm just going with that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it really, though, it does blow my mind how stuff like this, like a photo or anything that, that seems mundane, 
takes on a life of its own and really captures the the public attention for a time. And this is a time when we're not on the internet passing this around. This was just something that you know got on the wire and got spread around the planet. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about the Australian a technician working on the Blue Streak missile project. Reach out to Jim. Mm-hmm. And the Blue Streak was Britain's contribution to the uh, space race. If you aren't familiar with it, it first launched in 1964 at the Woomera test site in South Australia. the uh, The Blue Streak project performed as planned for 11 successful launches. Mm-hmm. I mean, rockets rarely achieve that kind of clean record in the early stages of development or even now back then or, or even yeah 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 exactly even now but here's the kicker there was one scuttled launch brent oh shit yeah there was a goddamn wallaby got on the test range didn't it <laughs> not this time oh it, it was uh, a the, uh was it um i don't know a uh, dingo bear maybe <laughs> dingo dingo ate my rocket <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the 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 Australian that we were refer, re, referring to, and I'm going to go with the name Paul. So uh, let's say Paul from the Woomera test site. Uh, I made that up, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, said that they they were about to test the, the Blue Streak, and he saw two of those figures, those exact figures from the Solway Firth photo uh, at the missile site, and they had to delay the launch because of. Uh, did you guys see two guys in white next to the rocket? What shit? You got to think like, and this really happened where someone's like, what the fuck is going on? Also of note, that incident happened the same day that Jim snapped the picture or they happened days apart, depending on which source you believe. But I like to think they happened the same day. So that's what we're going with on Hysteria 51. I put my foot down on the big things. One thing I'd like to note, I believe that the folks at Woomera were wrong. They thought they were seeing the Solway Firth Spaceman. They said there's two of them. It was actually Daft Punk who time traveled to come play. That actually makes sense. Because yeah, everyone knows yeah. they go around the world, around the world. <laughs> yes! I set it up and you knocked it down. I'm so proud of you, I Brent. I don't know if pride is what should be thrown at me at that point in time, but keep going. <laughs> Though seriously, though speaking of coming in twos, there was another blue streak test site that was just a few miles away from the marsh where Jim snapped this photo, which is really interesting. But you scared me with that setup. <laughs> you really scared me with that setup. I didn't know where you're going, but okay, we're staying on track. Also of note, robot. We're not staying on track. <laughs> All right, but the weirdness didn't stop there, Brent. It, it did not. True. Jim said that he then got an interesting visit. Uh, two people, they claimed to be government officials. Yeah. Now, what part of the government did they work for, you didn't ask? Well, I'm <laughs> glad to tell you anyway. They wouldn't say. They didn't say. Nope. Or offer any other further details whatsoever than we come from the government and we're here to talk to you. What were they wearing <laughs> is a next logical question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm assuming board shorts and a tank top. As all 1960s government officials did. But unfortunately, right. they broke the code. They were dressed like classic men in black. They had the black suits and ties. Now, I didn't hear that they had pale white skin and rosy red lips ruby red lips oh, man ruby Get it right red, that's right i now i've just fucked this whole i, I quit should we start all right welcome, welcome in hysteria nation in. To the- 
uh, here's the thing, and here's the next super weird quinky dink that people love to latch on. Jim said they referred to each other by number, not name. And a BBC article uh, from 2014 said that those numbers were what? Nine and 11. <laughs> Stop at C-Bot. <laughs> that one might have actually been on. Yeah, I, I, we, a couple things to point out here. Uh, obviously, the 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 tie is loose to, on this one. Um, but uh, it, it's worth noting the reason we pointed it out. The, the the numbers were reported by the BBC, so it didn't come from the Angel Fire website. But again, even the BBC can only report what they learn or what they're told. Yeah. So the you know garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> wonderful term I, I, or 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 a crazy tie dun 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 yeah uh, yeah you know, I, I suppose so what do they they want though <laughs> the thing with the the men in black though is they always come in they say they work for the government they won't tell you why and they're very stern and this case is no different than all the others that we've talked about and they asked to be taken to the exact location the picture was taken at so i hate this term but i will use it here because i do think it fits it was a different time. That time, you kind of did trust the governments a little bit more. So if someone came and said that, you're like, yeah, okay, I'll go with you. Now, it's not right after the war when the the love affair that people had with, with military and governments was at all-time high, if you're in the right country. No, you're, you're right, though. This was – 1964 was really – pre loss of innocence like exactly you know, uh, uh the loss of innocence which is referred to by so many um historians you know comes with the assassination of kennedy and then the litany of other assassinations whether it be um uh, uh martin luther king jr rfk and, and and so on down the line that the, the and then watergate all of that came post solway firth spaceman mm-hmm. other than kennedy you're right you're right so they said take us there and he takes them there and then explained how he hadn't actually seen the photo. He, ju- they're not. I'm sorry, not the photo, but he hadn't seen the figure when he took the photo. And he said they got pissed and left, and they left him there, and he had to walk all the way home. <laughs> I mean, that is not your tax dollars hard at work. <laughs> you can't even get a ride home. Which is weird because he usually doesn't stand for baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney. That's thank you, weird science. <laughs> Also a point, though, Jim says he didn't believe them to be agents at all. He thought they were phonies. Here's a quote from saying, it all looks like a leg pull to me. I'm sure the men were not security agents. So that's a weird thing to say. But I went ahead and took them anyway. Yeah. And they left me. Though I will say most of the time in these stories, when someone says, I don't think they were agents at all. the, The subsequent statement is, I think they were aliens, interdimensional travelers, time travelers, not fakes. (laughs) And one thing that we talked about in the men in black story is this is when that was a hot button. And I wondered if that was something that people did do to cause a ruckus a little bit was fake being men in black possibly. So, you know, that was one of the things we talked about in that episode and stuff. And this kind of could fit the bill or they were legitimate agents and they did their job. He didn't believe it. Or they're legitimate agents and they're trying to obfuscate who they are. Exactly. So they, they they wear that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows a good agent, really any agent worth his salt can obfuscate uh, with the best of them. (laughs) 
All right, stop it. A lot going on in this picture, kids. Uh, something's going on in the background. It's humanoid. We don't know what it is. But when we come back, we will try to explain. Yeah, we're going to try. That's next on Hysteria 51. All right. So, John, here it is. Moments of truth. Moments, because we're not going to just take one. Just cracking my knuckles here. Yeah. It's a choose your own adventure, as you'd like to say. What the hell was it? Well, that list is long and distinguished. But the first one I think that we got to talk about is exactly what it looked like. An earthbound spaceman. Just boom. Right, so, it's so easy. It's it. Uh, a a space person of the time I, from space person i should because calling it a man uh even leaving out the gender part we don't know it could have been anything that's true uh, uh, uh of the time though just as, as somehow some way uh somebody in a full space regalia wandered off site and into jim's photograph <laughs> right you know and i'll be damned they didn't see him because i who would even notice a man dressed like that walking around until it was too late uh, <laughs> next to a firth on a marsh. So the next one, and this is a fun one. I think we got to talk about this because of its location and stuff is one of those damn extraterrestrials, a real honest to goodness alien close to a missile test site. It's close to nuclear power plants. You put two together. What do you get, John? You got a big red X on the marsh right there. Yeah, like you said, I mean, we already touched on the the missile test site that was close to it. Right across the Firth was a a, a nuclear power plant. So, I mean, like it, the two big, you know, kind of beacons for uh, if you look throughout the history of sightings, extraterrestrial activity. Right, right. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm surprised they weren't up in the air, uh, shutting down power and siphoning up water and all the other shit that you hear in these these stories. Now, the next one I actually really like, and it kind of ticks off a few of the boxes because no one saw this. Jim says he didn't see it. His wife says he didn't see it. Elizabeth didn't see it. It was an interdimensional traveler. And for some reason, Kodak or Jim or his daughter or just the way the wind was blowing the skirts up that day made it able to be seen. Or maybe it wasn't there. It was just a doorway was somehow open and it got a, a picture into another dimension or that traveler was there. Or does Kodak have some technology that we're even unaware of? And they accidentally sold that sold that camera to Jim when really it was meant for the for the government. Hey Greg, where's that chronovisor I sat here to sell? Uh no, that <laughs> I, I sold it that that Jim guy. Shit, we gotta get that back, man. <laughs> we got problems. We got major problems. Uh we got a code sixteen. Where are the <laughs> other fifteen? <laughs> hey, call agents nine and eleven. Get them out there. Uh, we got cleanup duty in the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, all right. So the next you mentioned that one was a, a fun one for you. A fun one for me is the next one, a time traveler. Because uh, think about it. All right. First, the suit doesn't look like uh, 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 space people of the time, spacemen of the yeah. time. And if it's a time traveler, and and let's just say that Jim is correct in the fact that when he looked around mere milliseconds before pushing that button there was no figure in the frame yeah if that's true perhaps a time traveler is racing through the eons 
and takes a quick pause in 1964, whether by by hook or by crook, whatever the reason, uh, maybe maybe the you know the time crystal you know got a little crack in it or you know whatever the machine Ziggy didn't have the stuff uh, programmed in right for him <laughs> exactly or yeah uh, so he's there for for mere mere maybe milliseconds but just enough time to be photographed with the little girl holding the flowers. Man, I feel like Kovac <laughs> is, is is oozing in when he's not even here. He's been channeled. He's yeah. been channeled. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no there's no reason to believe that entire story I just wove. I just enjoy it. There's no reason not to. Prove it wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. That's right. That's right. <laughs> As a time traveler pops up and is on mic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cheese it. Uh so now though, <laughs> we've kind of talked about the 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 fun ones, the the crazy ones get into a little bit of the the more meh but plausible believable right or completely false and we're just poo-pooing on it however you want to look at it but one of the things that people have talked about is it was another person out on the marsh that just stepped into the picture one of the retirees of the pensioners another person he didn't know was wandering around and the reason that they say that is kind of possible is the viewfinder on that older codec that he was using kills your your perception your view you only get like 70 percent your peripheral vision yeah so there was a whole lot of stuff that he couldn't have seen including a a lot of the stuff that was in the photo so that is one of the things that people talk about the biggest challenge i have with that is i understand how that would preclude you from noticing at that moment but if somebody was else was in the picture you would know that they were within mere feet of your child right so that is if it wasn't the three of them right if it wasn't one of the three of them right before the photo after the photo you're going to see this extra person somehow uh uh, being (laughs) being that close would you like to buy some amway get the fuck out of here man like what are you doing (laughs) uh so then the next one so let's just we're going to come back to that other person idea but the next one is uh one that we have to talk about could have been a fake. And one of the reasons that a lot of people throw that around is Jim was an avid photographer. And depending on who you talk to, uh, some even say that he had created a fake five pound note a few weeks before using photography. Right. So evidence that at least once he had created a fake of something right. uh, using photography. Now, there is a big go F yourself on those people, because if you remember, Kodak said, uh-uh, that is a legit photo that has not been tampered with and we'll pay you if you can uh, or we'll reward you if you can can prove it wrong. Well, and and along those lines, Brent, another reason people give for for this photo existing uh, is it was a mistake. It wasn't a, a fake or a forgery on purpose, but rather, you know, two photos were somehow double exposed together. Mm-hmm. But the same explanation applies that you just gave if it was a mistake, if there was somehow something wrong happened in the in the development process, the chemist screwed up somehow, whatever it is, Kodak, again, they said no. It was it was legitimate. Time out. Say what you want about the rocket scientists in the area. Say what you want about Jim, who was an avid photographer. Say what you want about Kodak. Say what you want about the alleged men in black. Don't talk shit about a chemist because that is someone that uh, they take the job seriously, John. <laughs> they I mean, do. I mean, you have to breathe those chemicals were in such all day. a fucking hassle to take and pick up back then. Those people were they had their finger on the pulse. 
or the vein. Some people love that say. smell, that photo developer smell. I you're gonna made. like penis from dick pic. I didn't know what you're going with here, so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that photo developer smell. Yeah, the the development, uh, the the liquid, liquid they use to develop photos. Some people love that smell. And some people hate it. A lot of people don't realize this. It's it's uh, baby blood, baby blood. That's why they've oh, gone to digital. I, I I was not aware of that. Mm. All right, Brent. Brent, there is uh, there's there's one left. There's the big one, and uh, yeah, this one is one that Jim has fought against for well, till his his uh, he passed away in 2011, I believe it was. But the yeah, one that they say the the ruling answer, the most believed, I would say, by people out there. And if you look it up on the skeptic sites, uh, they explain it way very easily it was bigfoot <laughs> oh wait no that's not where you're going okay, it go was jim's wife remember the three of them are there now jim always argued his wife was definitely behind him when he took the photo but there's a lot of people that have looked at this photo and there are other photos of the day remember they took three of them and jim's wife had on a dress and it was blue but because of that Kodak and the, where the sun was, it washes it out and makes it very, very white looking. So there's a ufologist named David Clark, and he goes on with this theory about how it was Jim's wife. And here's a quote that he gave BBC that they use an article. One of the other stills taken that day shows Jim's wife, who, according to him, was standing behind him when he took the photo of Elizabeth. I think for some reason his wife walked into the shot and he didn't see her because of this particular make of camera. You could only see 70% of what was in the shot through the viewfinder. That's something we talked about. Now, regardless, until his death, he never changed his story. One other thing on that, Brent, you mentioned um, one of the other photos showed the wife wearing the the, the uh, dress that could easily mm-hmm. be washed out, etc., what I could not find in the research I did, and maybe you did, and we had, we didn't talk about this before the show. Could you find anywhere a, a copy of the third, third photo? photo? No, no, I didn't. Um, and the other two are are readily available, like everywhere. Yeah, it feels like uh, people talk about people have mentioned this in the past as if this is part of the conspiracy in some way. Uh, whether it be a benign conspiracy, he faked it, and or knows it's his wife, and that third photo kind of helps prove that out. Or, you know, a more malevolent conspiracy of uh, of uh, we see even more of the spaceman, the time traveler, the whatever, and we learn more and it, it you know, that couldn't be that couldn't be circulated. Right. Right. Well, you know, the thing of it is we're we don't have it. I don't. And maybe we're, we're just dominoes right there. Page two of the results. So fuck that. It's lost the ages. But uh, correct. Clark took the photo that we do have that has a spaceman and he just took the he messed with the contrast and just made it a little darker and it real you realize when you look at it now the only thing done to it was they just changed like the tinting you know the contrast it looks like his wife standing behind her with her back to her looks like her hair looks like her dress and it is a very convincing theory that uh, that is what happened and it was just now before we give our before we give our thoughts, our, our theories, the one thing I'll say about, because I've said, you, Brent, you actually sent it to me, the the kind of the, here, we're going to use Photoshop to prove out our point mm-hmm. photo. The one thing I'll say negatively towards that, and I'm not saying this happened, is, you know, when you start playing with colors that weren't originally there or that, that you can't discern from the, the actual negative, you know, now you're creating your own your own story at that point. 
you know, you're guessing as to what it was. You were not telling what it was. Now, it's a plausible guess, but it's worth noting that that just because you go ahead and project that color and that and and uh, how you perceive the elbow to bend and those things of that nature. That's not on the original. That is you. That is you. Now, do projecting remember this. So they didn't change it. the colors. They just changed the contrast because it's such a washed out photo. But I agree. But we're also talking about could it have been his wife and she's washed out or a time traveling spaceman who was in Australia also at the time. And people are like, quit making up your goddamn story. Everyone knows it was Gleek Glack. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, it's obvious it was the time traveling spaceman and know that he need to be in Australia at the same time because that was two of them. It was the other members of the party. Get it right. That's true. Brent. It was a trio, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Or, or, or the, you know, they never synchronize the exact moments. You've never been in an 80s action movie. They always synchronize their watches. Say, it's true. It's true. Synchronize your watches. I don't know what this means, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish the joke now. You stepped all over it. I didn't know you were making a joke about synchronizing I- watches. <laughs> Let's go back to the tape. See, but. No, <laughs> if it was money. All right, Brent, what do you think it was? I really think it's his wife. Um, just plain and simple. It's fun to think of what it could be, and I think that Kodak was probably right. There, there was nothing hanky panky or tomfoolery going on, or any other weird terminology. Uh, it was probably just his wife that had stepped into it. And do you notice that the wife never really talked about it? It was just Jim. Neither did his daughter. Well, I mean, it's the 60s and they're women, so, you know. Could they vote yet? (laughs) It's a joke. Everybody calm down. Complete joke. I don't mean that. We do need to end women's suffrage. It is way past time to knock that crap off. No, you know what, though? Honestly, everyone listening, he wasn't trying to be offensive there. He's so stupid, he doesn't know what the word means. Uh, in all seriousness, you, you you are right. You are right that she that you didn't you don't read quotes from her mm-hmm. um, in 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 the research you do. Uh, she's probably the smart one of the group that decided to stay quiet about it. Damn it, like, Jim! Stop talking to the press. I made us <laughs> dinner. It's got gelatin and a whole bunch of cold meat. It's 1964. <laughs> Come in here. I'm wearing a dress patterned after what you would eat at at a fucking picnic. <laughs> my hair has so much aquanet in it we now have an extra hole in the ozone it's 1964 jim just in case you're forgetting <laughs> jim she really got violent there Jim, <laughs> all of our appliances are of a green tint jim there's a goddamn spaceman but all my appliances are avocado <laughs> Jim, Jim, I need new plastic for the furniture, Jim. <laughs> it's nineteen sixty four. In case you've forgotten since the last time I reminded you, <laughs> stop talking to the press. <laughs> we need to change the points, plugs, and wires in our car. <laughs> Did you add lead to the gas, Jim? You know it doesn't like to run without lead. It's nineteen sixty four, Jim. <laughs> Check the fuse box. <laughs> no, we don't have breakers. It's 1964. <laughs> Is the milkman came yet, Jim? It's 1964. Uh, that's the way it went. That's the way I remember it. 
You know, uh, people call this podcast a little too history based and and research based. Every now and then, they refer to us as Historia Fifty One, and I I think that last oh sixty seconds or so is proof positive that they are right. <laughs> oh man, I tell you. Hey, you didn't ask me what I thought. <laughs> You're right, I didn't. So where can they hear about the show, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your... No, for real, though, What? where, where are you at on this? Uh, stack ranked in order. Number one, his wife. Number two, time traveler. <laughs> number one, his wife. Number two, God himself. One or the other. <laughs> like. I mean, it's a coin flip to me. <laughs> Maybe 5149, yeah. but... yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun one, and you know what? No one's getting hurt on this one. That's what's nice. Nothing bad happens. It is. It is. It, <sighs> it's it's a fun story. It's a fun thing to wonder about, mm-hmm. and and as you said, uh, n- the conjecture doesn't hurt anyone except for lovers of the year 1964. <laughs> <laughs> Nation, if you want to tell us what you think, I would suggest you go to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. That's right. Also, while you're logging on to Facebook, jump on Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod and give us a like on there. That is our Facebook page, Hysteria51 at Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find lots of other episodes, links to... Up all nights and radio dramas, and you can get pictures and pins and stickers and hand drawn pictures of. I mean, hell, if you you spend enough, I bet Brent would send his leftover crickets to you. Funny you say that. They are going to whoever wins at this point in time when it comes out. It'll have already been uh, announced. Whoever wins the video contest, making the new video out of the one I posted without any audio, and they're gonna. Uh, oh no! I meant the the crickets that you had just licked the outside of. Oh, when I just wanted the flavoring, off. but I didn't want to get the yeah the uh, what is <laughs> what do they call the drumsticks and shit all over the drumsticks? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and by the way, Nation, we haven't done our uh, a good job lately of playing voicemail, so we'll get back to that in a few weeks. But if you want to leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. That is 773-669-7277. And I got to tell you, the the amount of voicemails we're receiving nowadays, we used to say we'll play anything, and we will play anything, but we're not going to play everything because there's not enough time. Like, we could play them 365 days a year. I don't think we'd get through all of them. <laughs> it's hard for us to play when we're in quarantine because of syncing up and we got to do a mix minus setup and all this stuff. And it's a pain in the butt. So when we are back together, that's when we're going to be playing them and chugging through the massive pile of them. Keep them coming. Yep. That's it. That's it. So keep them coming and and bring your A game or at least bring your C game. Yeah. I think that'd be good enough. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And if you forget any of that, gofopedia.com or hysteria51.com. Tell a friend. Tell their friend you love them. And give us some love on IMDb because they just added Hysteria 51 to IMDb, John. We're on there. Are we making a movie? Uh, we're making moves. That's what I'm saying. We're making. <laughs> My future's so bright. <laughs> My future's so bright. Shades. I got to take photos of a spaceman. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but that's what I'm going to be doing. So, yeah, oh, John. It's uh, probably a good place. We're still in quarantine. It's June. That's our life right now. 
I, I remember I remember what society You sound like you need was. a hug. You sound like you need a hug. You know what? I had, We're recording. My wife uh, is uh, having, I'm pretty sure, a drink in the backyard. She's not even up here helping out with the show, and I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm a little bit jealous. Do we have to adjust that uh, that title to like assistant producer, Lisa? Oh no, she's just not. I mean, who? <laughs> you know how that goes. I mean, it's 1964. It's <laughs> right. Exactly. Have to say thank you. It's just expected. Yeah, that actually wasn't that actually wasn't you guessing as to what uh, uh, his his wife Elizabeth sounded like. That was you just mimicking producer Lisa. Right. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. like. To to a T, what she sounds like at all times, <laughs> <laughs> except for she has uh, Vienna sausage juice on her fingers or something, you know. But otherwise, exactly the same. So that has been the Soloway Firth Spaceman, or what was the other? Uh, what was the other? The Cumberland was, Spaceman. The Cumberland Spaceman. If you nasty, uh, that's uh, yeah, not as fun of a name. Solway Firth Spaceman is my my go to for spacemen. So with that said. I've been Brent. I've been John Cumberland. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.